You're listening to a Fit Plus Love production. I really am into sustainability and trying to do kind of my part because being in the beauty world, you get a lot of waste. So I really wanted my chains to be multifunctional and keep finding connectors and different things you could use to just keep using the same product. So we have a camera connector. It does connect to most cameras, but we have a special connector for anything that's like an Instax or just has like a little hole in it. We are adding sunglass connectors so the new chains can be used as sunglasses. And in all of this, the mask chains are actually amazing for masks. So we came out with the first mask chain and we've been doing it for months. And now, you know, it's, it's gonna be the biggest accessory, I think, of summer, fall. Everyone's trying to come out with one, but we, really cornered the market in terms of making one that's really strong. It's not going to tangle. That was Laura Yordolian. This is Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. Hi, welcome. Welcome back to the Marnie on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Marnie Salop. You're listening to episode 138. Yup, for real. Shout out to our sponsor, Mad Ritual CBD. More about my fave CBD balm later. I just got back from a much needed, very short rejuvenation retox in Montauk. I absolutely needed to disconnect and plug back into nature, get some ocean and bay swimming in, do some long rides out on the open roads and really just disconnect from social. These past few months have certainly been challenging for everyone. I'd love to hear from you on how you're powering through these times, staying fit, healthy, and mentally focused. Hit me up on Insta DM. Let me know. Connect with me on Strava or Zwift if you're looking to join a group or team for workouts. I'll be leading a few over the next several months. And don't forget, sign up for the Marnie on the Move newsletter to get the inside scoop on upcoming guests, topics, discover amazing fitness and wellness products and routines, and learn about Marnie on the Move IG Live Fall Summit, online workshops, and more. Okay, I am super excited to connect you with this week's guest, Lara Yordolian. You may know her from her very popular Instagram handle, Pretty Connected, and her wildly popular mask chains, an accessory category she recently pioneered and was just featured on Good Morning America Extra and in New York Magazine. Lara is a creative, talented, and incredibly inspiring entrepreneur with a great sense of style, design, and a passion for beauty. She is the founder of Pretty Connected. Originally, the name of her beauty block that she launched 11 years ago, which she has now grown into a multi-platform brand with her line of accessories and content across categories including fashion, lifestyle, pets, and travel. And she's a beauty editor at the renowned beauty platform, New Beauty, where she is currently working on their subscription box, Test Tube. On today's episode, Laura and I sync up about her entrepreneurial journey and the inspiration behind Pretty Connected. She talks about her pioneering innovation and new addition to her accessory collection, the famous mask chain, which I absolutely love and am getting 
tons of inquiries as to where to buy it. It's definitely a must-have. Add it to your accessory collection. Laura and I also talk Instagram and social media as she is a maven with 62,000 plus followers and many great partnerships and activations. Of course, I get the inside scoop on how Laura stays fit and the workouts that fuel her for success. Head over to her Instagram and website to shop her collection at prettyconnected.com. Now, on to the episode. I hope you enjoy what you hear. And before we get started, a quick word about our sponsors, Mad Ritual CBD. Today's episode is fueled by Mad Ritual CBD. Mad Ritual CBD has changed my recovery game in a really big way. Get ready to recover like a rebel with these awesome, high-quality CBD-infused products. Their CBD balm is off the charts amazing. And I'm not the only one that thinks so. Mad Ritual has 100-plus five-star reviews. The balms have five simple organic ingredients, coconut oil, shea butter, olive oil, plant wax, CBD, and different blends of essential oils. Personally, I prefer the eucalyptus and peppermint. They also offer a terrific CBD-infused total recovery supplement. Not just for athletes, the products are formulated to ease all of the aches and pains that come along with being an active human. So, if you are sore from life, Mad Ritual gets it. Founded by women athletes and active entrepreneurs, they are committed to helping active folks bring more balance to their lives. Mad Ritual is offering Marnie on the Move listeners 15% off. Head over to their website, madritual.com, and use the code Marnie on the Move. Now, on to the episode. Talk to me a little bit about Pretty Connected and what your brand is. So I came from the beauty world. I was in marketing for a lot of really amazing brands from NARS to Jurlik to Kiehl's. And during my time at Jurlik especially, I had learned so much about clean beauty and at time at NARS, I learned so much about makeup and trainings and whatnot. And this is over, you know, 10 years ago. So I started a blog very casually before the whole movement. My blog is now 11 years old and really just to interview really interesting people, makeup artists talk about latest trends, just things that really weren't on the internet. Magazines didn't have blogs yet and do a little bit more in the beauty world. And it went really well. I called it pretty connected because I wanted to talk about pretty things. And I was very connected even back then to all these really great people from all my different posts, but I knew that it might not always be beauty. So I didn't want a makeup this or lipstick this or, you know, something like that in the title. So Over 10 years, my career just completely evolved. I went from consulting. I did a lot of influencer editor hosting for brands. I really mixed it up, did some on air. And I started to work more with different magazines, different brands as a whole. And so Pretty Connected was sort of this part TV, part blog, part magazine consulting events agency if you will, it kind of progressed into that. So with that, I used to always make my own camera straps. I hated going to like a Vogue event and having like a big Sony with my cocktail dress. And this was pre-iPhone. Pre-iPhone. I know this is pre-iPhone. I probably started making my own camera straps around five or six years ago and they were super dinky. The chain was heavy. You know, I literally went to the garment district in New York City about hardware, about all these different things. And people always wanted to buy them off me. And I was like, no, they're heavy. They're, They're barely held together. 
together with like a toothpick. I don't want to be responsible for someone's camera, but everyone would buy the same mirrorless Sony camera that I had. And then the, the first natural question would be, you know, when they asked me, what camera do you use? And I would tell them, they'd be like, where do I get a strap? And it just didn't really exist. So finally, after a few years, I was like, forget this. I'm going to start my own accessories line. I launched really high quality chains for the camera straps. And then during this time, we realized they could be used for water bottles. They could be used to kind of carry your flip flops. And I really am into sustainability and trying to do kind of my part because being in the beauty world, you get a lot of waste. So I really wanted my chains to be multifunctional and keep finding connectors and different things you could use to just keep using the same product. So we have a camera connector. It does connect to most cameras, but we have a special connector for anything that's like an Instax or just has like a little hole in it. We are adding sunglass connectors so the new chains can be used as sunglasses. And in all of this, the mask chains are actually amazing for masks. So we came out with the first mask chain and we've been doing it for months. And now, you know, it's, it's going to be the biggest accessory, I think, of summer, fall. Everyone's trying to come out with one, but we've really cornered the market in terms of making one that's really strong. It's not going to tangle. Some of the ones coming out have those like weird dentist clips and ours is an actual clip. So it's very easy to take on and off. It's kind of mixing the whole functional with fashionable because we really, it is really cool looking and we have a double loop one you can use as like a necklace look. And then we have a single loop, which just goes right behind your ear. They're super strong. They're high quality. We've had zero allergic reactions. We do the highest quality plating and clearly put a lot of time in our whole product development process. So, and we got lucky because I did this before we even knew we were going to need to wear masks. So we've been expanding. We have some new style coming out in July. We've been getting a lot of press and, you know, especially in time of quarantine, I'm not able to do most ends of my job. You know, I can't do the events. I think we'll go back to some on-air things, but it's been a lot of my trips, my panels, my TV stuff have all been canceled due to COVID. So to finally, you know, have this. So this is a great pivot for you. And we spoke in like March and you were just coming back from Hawaii and going upstate. And we were talking about podcasting. And 100%. you were already making the mask chains then? It's actually the same chain that you can use for your camera, your flip-flops, your water bottle, your bag. Got it. We are launching some new ones that are a little thinner. These are actually very light, so it's easy to use as all. But now that we're going to expand into using them for sunglass holders as well, I wanted a few other styles that were a little bit lighter. So many chains are very unisex, which I wanted to do because a lot of the ones coming out, they're more fashion than, like I said, function. And mm -hmm. they're very feminine. So I wanted something that, you know, especially for guys who bike, We've gotten so much feedback, like, you know, you're on your city bike, you want to take your mask on and off. They need something very easy to do that. And, you know, we want to encourage people to wear their masks. But I totally understand when you're biking. I mean, you know, this exercise queen triathlonist. That, yeah, I was just going to ask going. you. Yeah. Yeah. You want to pop your mask off. There's a dead zone or you're biking somewhere where people aren't around. And then, you know, your hands are sweaty. You're touching the handlebar. Then you're like holding your mask. So this just lets you like easily as you're biking, just plop it off your ear and then it's just going to sit on you. So it's going to be a lot more sanitary. And then if you want to put it back on, it's, you don't have to go fishing in your pocket or your like sweaty hand to get it. You can keep it very, very clean. I've been wearing these very unfashionable, lightweight balaclavas that I usually wear for winter running when out on my bike. Not a great solution, but it works. This sounds so complicated, but you know, whatever keeps you safe, you know, whatever keeps you safe, I'll definitely send you a mini chain. Yeah, I um, definitely need one. for hiking one. too. The biking is just a great point because 
you don't always have both hands. It's good for, like I said, hiking too, because it just really gives you that accessibility of just taking your mask on and off without having to do a whole thing or get you throw it in your bag and then have to look for it. It's just, you're wearing it. For anyone who's outside going, whether it's a hike, whether it's biking, whether it's just running in and out of a store, but you know, you're out for the day. You just want to have easy access to your mask. I love and it. Also, That's great. I don't take it off the mask. Like I have a, bu- I mean, I obviously have a bunch, but I just hang them and it hangs easy, hangs in my car. Cause it's like a little strap. So it's just the whole process has made my life easier. But going back to what you said, yes, we talked months ago when I was, after I was stuck in Hawaii and I was, you know, cause COVID happened while I was, I was on a trip and I had quite a journey as you know trying to get back to New York but again like most ends of my business were a little obsolete so I was Mm -hmm. relaxing but also trying to discover like what do I want to do next how do I want to take my reporting skills so we were obviously talking about podcasting which I still need to do and you know I was doing more IG lives and I was just like kind of staying open in terms of like what's next but not being complacent and Mm -hmm. then the whole mask revolution (laughs) I think it's great And, you know, we've been so busy and, you know, you're like a whole other level of small business during COVID. You know, you're packing all your orders, you're doing all your marketing, you're doing all your PR, you're doing all your website, you're shooting your own, you know, it's just not the same as when you can have interns and you can have hire freelancers or like call up a photographer and be like, hey, you know, for my campaign, I literally called my neighbor and I was like, you don't even have to take the mask off. Like, you know, you can stay six feet away. Right. I can just shoot you with it on. So I, I love the collaboration that you did lucky. with um, this two shell pass mask and your chain oh. set. That's so cool. And it's sold out. Yeah, we sold out super quick. So my friend Jaslina, she is a producer for Wendy Williams. She's been hugely supportive of my career. She's put the straps on as a camera strap multiple times on the show. She launched a faith-based, she's Christian, it's called Spicy Christians, and she's black owned and she's wonderful and just like a breath of fresh air whenever you meet her. And she launched these great masks and I just loved the saying. And I was like, you know what? Like, this is a way I can support you. Let me buy some of your masks. Let's do them with the chain. Let's help you, you know, raise awareness for your company and also this great mask and just like coming together and with everything happening in the world. I just love the positivity and the saying it just worked out beautifully. So we did, I bought a bunch, we sold out. Um, I'm now encouraging people to go to her site because she does sell that mask and some other ones independently. And yeah. Are you doing any other partnerships and collaborations? I am. So one of the great things about doing chains and not doing your own mask is you can kind of support other small businesses, which has been very important to me and my brand from the start. So there's this incredible new company called Simple Satch, S-A-T-C-H. And it started by three friends. One's a frontline worker. Um, The other two have been in other parts of the industry. And what they wanted to do was kind of create It's four parts. They have a belt bag, a face mask, wipes, and a hand sanitizer kit. Um, And then you can just buy it as one set, but then the items are also available individually. And they're also launching a whole line of these really amazing face masks. I feel like they're made out of like satin or some sort of fabric that is so breathable. I mean, I have now tried like every face mask on the planet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Different like ones behind your ear, how you fit, how, you know, sizing. And this is been definitely my favorite there's a few brands that i've enjoyed especially because we both work out when you're outside the cotton sometimes is very challenging um you know but this one they have filters um they've really thought about it since like i said one of the girls is a nurse and 
They really wanted to be mindful for the community, everything you sort of need in this pouch. So we're going to do a mask with my chain, a few different versions. There's one that's like this cool bandana, and then they have one that's just like these solid colors, but they're so beautiful and they're so light. And they also have that ear where you can adjust the ear on the back, which is really nice because that's the thing. We're going to do a bigger, much bigger type of partnership. And I really Mm -hmm. wanted to work with a brand. I think there's a lot of fun masks out on the industry right now, but you know, there's definitely ones that like the fabrics are a little bit more elevated, the thought process and how it covers your face in terms of safety. And they've really thought through everything with their brand. So yes, coming soon. That's awesome. It sounds like this is a whole new revenue stream for you in such an awesome, cool way. It's a great way for you to partner with designers too. I mean, who knows if there's going to be a fashion week, but I mean, that's like the dream is to do, you've got all these different accessory and shoe sponsors for people's show. I would love to be the mass chain sponsor and I'm very open. We have some great press coming out soon and it's been a really great opportunity for brands to collaborate with me for media who I've, you know, support over the year. They've been so supportive back and I don't know, it's, it's been such a, such an exciting time because This was such a small part of my brand and I put so much focus for the last 11 plus years into building small businesses and building brands and other people's brands, other people's brands. So focus on yourself is such an interesting and exciting and it's people's reaction, right? Like they're so excited that, you know, I get unboxings of girls from all over the country who I obviously don't know and they're tagging me and they're demonstrating how it works and how cool it looks or like their favorite celebrity or their favorite, you know. I don't know, workout person or influencer posted and that's how they saw it. And it's really, they saw it in this girl in the supermarket and they had to have it. You know, it's really fun to watch that. And it's also changed me in terms of, I mean, I've always been a supporter of small businesses and, you know, what I, I've always been big on collaborations, but you realize how important it is for, especially as an influencer or someone with the following that you are tagging these small brands that you're promoting them, even if it's just a quick story of something you love, because it means the world. And it, it really makes a difference. Yeah, absolutely. I think you, you touched on something for 11 years. You've been working on building your brand, but you've also been working with other people to help them build their brands. And how I came to know you is more about what you were doing on social media as an influencer and all of the beauty products that you were talking about and all of the fashion that you were talking about on your Instagram feed. And you really got it right when you were building your brand and how to use Instagram and how to build your audience and the whole look and feel. What are you seeing now with Instagram that you have added to the mix now that we've been in COVID for the last four months and you've had time to kind of, you know, you've been working on your mask chains and partnerships, but also You've also introduced some new things that you're doing on Instagram. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, I think Instagram is always going to be an amazing tool, whether you're promoting a post, whether you're just putting things out there, because you never know who's looking, right? Like I've had girls, I always joke, like the person who sold the most amount of boss rings, she also make rings that say boss on them. She had like 800 followers and I think she got like 30 orders. I think a lot of times I see people get really hung up on their size. Really, it's about the content. And also, why do people want to follow you? Like mine is personal, but it's not personal. Like you don't see a lot of my fiance. You don't see a lot of like, I don't want to say just like generic content, 
but I try to have a story or a point of view or somebody I'm supporting in every single post. It is about me Mm because people want to see, as I've noticed, like there are different trends. Like it used to be all about flat lays. They want to see pretty products. Now they want to see who's writing the content, who they're trusting. Mm -hmm. So, and I always say like the first five years of my blog, the first year of my Instagram, like I barely put my face on it, but that was the shift of influencer slash, I want to know who this person is. So you have to like, you have to look at what people want. And even right now, I think the whole, like just a pretty fashion look is a little bit much in a way that like, you know, in January, it wasn't show me your cute coats, show me your cute accessories. I think now, you know, obviously we're all going through a lot that the last few weeks has been amazing. Like we've always been very inclusive with my brand, my events, everything. So it's great time to really promote all of the amazing black females that have been in my life who've rocked my chains in cool ways, who've done cool things and are launching great projects. Like this was a great time to really listen and elevate those voices. And, you know, with me, you know, you're seeing a lot of like diversify your feed, do this. And for me, that's never been an issue. And we've always had the most diverse feed. I think it's great that we both have the opportunity to use our voice to amplify these stories. And you are doing an awesome job. You've always done that. Yeah. It's important to me. And that's the thing too. I think as quote unquote, an influencer or whatever you want to call me, you want to add to the conversation. And especially if you are, I mean, I'm like, quote unquote, white, I'm Armenian, which I think I like relate to a lot of, you know, I grew up with black friends. I think we had a lot in common in terms of, you know, I was raised by immigrants and my grandparents and what they went through in this country and how they were treated and how they worked their way up. You know, obviously we have different backgrounds and history but you know white people have been through some some things yeah so you kind of have you kind of tend to or growing up I tend to have best friends that were minorities because I think there was some underlying you know type of I don't know common ground or something that we felt in common and not necessarily in safety but just comforted by each other and our way we were grow up and were brought up and you know for me too especially right now in this conversation like I've in addition, just obviously promoting friends, their message, really wanting to get justice for Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, and so many others sharing that message. I also wanted to not change the conversation, but also have other outlook. I mean, I did a post about my friend Opal, incredible style. I've been friends with her for years. Just one of my favorite people to follow and know when it comes, she's obsessed with gold chains. So she rocks my chains in all different ways. She's wearing it as a necklace, a belt. Actually, she was one of the first people to do it as a belt when I saw her. And she just like has incredible style. And I wanted my post when I shared about her instead of it's like, hey, just follow, which I think is great. Everybody was doing follow these people, follow these creators. They're my yeah. favorite you know, black creators. Right. I was like, you know, for brands, and this is something I've always advocated in having diverse campaigns with every company I've ever talked to or anybody who asked my advice on who to work with, make sure you diversify because that's the world I want to live in. But I also, for her specifically, I was like, when I did that post, I did like a slideshow of all different ways she wore my chains. And I was like, this, when you're, you know, yes, we should support black businesses. We should support black creators, but not just because they're black. You know, they're, these are people of, and they're amazing at what they do. And this will also open your brand to a demographic of people that hopefully will love your product. Use it, post, you know, all the posts she did were organic. She loved my brand. She loved wearing it in different ways. It wasn't this like forced thing, which the influencer world has totally gone into where it's like, Sponsored posts, it's like, you know, the whole point of developing relationships with influencers and giving them a product is they're supposed to love it and want to share it. And she's shared it in so many cool ways, so many times as with other black creators. And that's outstanding for any small business. Somebody like me, that's amazing. So when you're a small or even big business for you to be 
neglecting an entire demographic. Like, don't just start working with them because just to have a token black person or a status quo, work with them as well because it's going to help your brand. This right. is a two-way street, right? Which I haven't seen as much in the conversation. Like, and I think it's great. Yes, we should support these black businesses. We should support them, but like also understand. We're also supporting them because we want to buy their product. We're not doing it for the sake of, or we want their content or because they have incredible things to say about your brand and they are incredibly talented in how they style it. So I think shifting the mindset too is part of equality and a part of judging people based on their talent, which I think is the goal in all of this. I completely agree. And like speaking about like Instagram and demographics and like the shift of what has been going on. I mean, it feels like Instagram is just, it's such a different place right now. Yeah, absolutely. You know, a lot of brands are sort of in this space where they don't know what kind of content to be posting because of the political climate. And so I think what you were just saying is really helpful for any of the founders or influencers that are listening to reevaluate what they're talking about and what their voice is on Instagram and how they can integrate what's happening in a way that's authentic to them and not just like due diligence. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Everyone needs to try harder. Like you have to pay attention, like Instagram, like social media, blogging, you know, and I'm part of the old generation of blogging. A lot of bloggers became obsolete when Instagram started. They didn't want to change their ways. They didn't want to pay attention to what was happening now. That's what it is. Social media moves fast. So if these are the relevant topics, whether or not I got lucky, I've had tons of content with black creators. I didn't have to go send them my product, do that. You know, I have posts from two years ago. I post from all over, but if you are a brand, instead of trying to just create content for the internet that's not based on anything or just, you know, you have to yeah. put some thought into it, right? So in my talking about my mass chain, I'm still talking about the relevancy of working with black creators and what that can do for your brand and adding a little bit more to the message. And I feel like every brand can stand to say, okay, what do we need to do? What will still promote our, and same thing as influencers, what, you know, even for me, when we quote unquote go back to normal or whatnot, this experience has changed me in terms of the kind of content I want to be talking about because right. we're evolving too. We're people. Right. So I want to support more small business, black, white, Asian. But I want to look at more small businesses because I used to be so creative when I started blogging because there was no content. It was such an empty space. Now with so much noise, I was like, eh, even with makeup swatches, I used to swatch every new palette. And now I'm like, oh, that's done a thousand times over. You know, I tend to get bored with what is so done in such excess. Yes, you're a pioneer. You started a blog 11 years ago, and now you have an accessory line and so much more. Yes, I constantly pivot and add things. And also what's to your point just there, I added the accessories line and I was like, okay, and I added events and I added on air and I added, because you don't know where your income is going to come from. And a lot of people are like, I want to be a social media star. And it's a very challenging thing. It's a very challenging arena to make money. And most people I know that look like they're living the high life are not. It's either their husband's money or their side hustle that's making them the money. And yeah, they're going to fun events and getting free things. But if you're trying to make this 100% your income and live a thriving life and especially a long-term life, right? Because there's not like a retirement plan. You have to plan for your future. You have to think about a bigger picture. You have to make sure you're also not going to get bored, you know? In you have to think years, about yourself you as a business. A hundred percent. So I wanted to add in things and, you know, I'm so lucky I did add in the accessories because it's always been, like I said, a small part of my something fun. I like love doing events with them. I love adding charms. We did like a whole series with Burt's Bees and a few other brands where we put like 
speed charms and do it with water bottles and, you know, fun things. Huge kudos to you. Last year, around was it around this time, you got picked up by Urban Outfitters with your chain. I mean, that's huge. Oh my gosh, huge. I think it was like a year and a half ago. Yep, they wanted to do it for the camera straps. That was so exciting and it was such a big learning for me. We're just on hold right now, but here's the thing. When you're a small business, you're like, oh my God, Urban Outfitters. They were like a dream to work with. I didn't even have to meet with them. They're like, they saw my straps at the Harper's Bazaar icons party on some insects cameras. I just sent them samples. It was a done deal. <laughs> I between having to do a discount, do my own tag. Like they have two companies where you can order the tags from. I was like company in Asia and you have to order like this label and that tag. And I had to buy poly bags and this packaging and that. And then I had to mail things to two different warehouses. Yeah, I was like, they send you like a manual of like a hundred pages of like how to do this. And you're like, wait, I can't just mail you product and like you do all that. Like you're like, I have to individually tag. So I was like losing days of my life and like sleep over, you know, you can't make a mistake. You're penalized like hundreds of dollars for your product. If you make one, like the label is not turned a certain way. So I was a little bit too small. I'm still, especially with the mass chains, I've been having some conversations with smaller boutiques and some other companies, but that was a big learning. I worked with a company years ago that was in the pet industry and they got picked up by Target and Petco and all these companies and it literally almost put them out of business because it was like so much work yeah it's so much work Uh, I mean if I actually got a warehouse to do it I would have been paying to be in there let's put it that way it costs you more money to do that than it does to sell your products because it's not just first of all you're giving a hefty discount which is fine but then you're not adding in cost of tags, cost of special bags, cost of these extra labels, cost of shipping, and their chains are heavy to two different warehouses. So you're paying for all of that on top of, and then there's like the labor, which is very time consuming because you've got to get the product, add connectors, add a hand tag with like a special, I don't know what you call it, a special little thing. You got to push it in. Then you've got to wrap it a certain way. Then you have to put it in the bag. Then you have to put the certain label a certain way. Then you yep. got to place it in the bag a certain way. Then the, like, so you're you're putting so much time. And then even when I mean, we got reorders constantly, which is amazing, we were selling. But that extra effort and cost, when you're looking at it and then you get paid, you're like, I made how much for two days of my life? <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I think that a lot of people like don't realize how much work it takes to make something seem so simple, right? So simple. Like in theory, it, and like I said, amazing, amazing people to work with. Like didn't have to go. And I've done this with beauty countless times. I've been to Sephora, Alta. Like I've gone with brands. We do the meeting. We pitch. We show them the product. We do the demo. We hope that they're going to pick it up. Then we have to send things. It's like a back and forth. Like right. Urban Outfitters could not have made it more flawless and amazing and put in the orders. It's just the amount of systems, how to place it's just a little bit complicated. And listen, most big brands have a designated person who handles all of this. They handle all your paperwork. Right. You know, they handle all the, you know, I'm like literally begging a friend of mine who God bless her, like has done this countless times with other brands. And even she's like, this is complicated. And I'm like, okay, we need to evaluate our lives. (laughs) And so pivoting from fashion and the accessories that you've been doing, you also have been guest editing at New Beauty, which is also super cool. I mean, that's like another category that you sort of specialize in with your brands is beauty, right? That's your dream job. Okay, so tell me a little bit about what you're doing as a guest editor at New Beauty and all the amazing beauty products that you've been sharing in your stories on Instagram. 
in December, I started kind of a smaller project with New Beauty to sort of see, I've become kind of a jack of all trades in the beauty industry. So sometimes when people want to hire me and they don't really have a specific plan of like what they need or know they need, and then you kind of can fill a lot of different gaps, it becomes like, okay, let's see what happens. Like, let's see where we need the most help. Let's get your ideas. Let's, let's see how things sort of evolve. So I had done like a small role with TestTube. So TestTube is the first editor curated beauty box, beauty subscription service, if you will. Beauty came up with the idea before Birchbox, everybody else. And a lot of the ones on the market now are really sample sized products or maybe a little bit of a mix, but New Beauty is always eight full size product. It can be travel. Occasionally, if it's high price, I'll do like a mix of samples, but not really. Usually they're like a travel size, but it's a very high end box, but it's only $29.95 like I said, eight full product. And we originally in December, I was sort of having a hand in, in that, but it was more like a few fingers. And then I also was working with them on events and doing video content for them, doing the videos. Not and for those people who don't know, New Beauty is a beauty magazine. Yeah, sorry. New Beauty Magazine, I know I would take it for granted because in the beauty industry, it's like the Bible. And they cover skincare and other ends of beauty, but they also will do a lot in like plastic surgery, the latest treatment. And for me, I'm such a skincare junkie and I'm not as well versed in a lot of the lasers and other things. So that, not that I touch that area of the business, but they work with a ton of doctors and they have this whole hundred person council that I'm on and you know everyone's double board certified and all the latest treatments so they've gotten a lot of traction uh, since they're probably the first but definitely the most in-depth to really look at all aspects of beauty whereas your conditional magazine might do like one or two stories on a treatment but mm-hmm. these they get right in they have a like I said a plethora of experts they work with doctors from all over the country different practices they're really very savvy on so many different levels so we did some, uh, you know, videos, we did some events that were amazing. And then when everything happened, obviously those are not services they really require right now. So I've transitioned to really be a lot more involved with TestTube, which has been such an exciting opportunity because obviously I have 11 years plus of beauty relationships and to suddenly be working with all these PR people that pitch me to get coverage on my blog to be like, we have this amazing box. Let's work together. Do you want to work together on this? And because it's all editor curated, we have permission rights as editors in terms of what we've tried. So I get to work with my favorite brands and contact them and make plans and plan assortments. And because I also think too, when you make, when you get a box, right, you don't want to have like 15 dry shampoos. You want to have like, maybe your one dry shampoo, maybe your toothpaste, maybe your like high-end skincare product. We're trying to make them very well-versed and it's fun Mm -hmm. to balance an assortment i mean and the girl i work for is incredible she she's obviously a whiz at this but it's fun to be like what about this brand what about this brand and i have a column which i get to write for new beauty which is a dream i mean they're they've been family to me for like five or six years i've shot videos for them before i've been in the magazine quite a few times but to now be in sort of a part-time role with this very open-minded spirit of like, as the world changes, I can kind of adjust based on what they need. Right. So this is like, this is really cool. It's super niche. And it's for people who are like into skincare and beauty. Yeah. And we're very trend oriented in terms of, we really rarely did like a nail polish, let's say in the past, but then with everybody in quarantine, we're like, oh, that's what our audience wanted. You know, they want more face coats, top coats, color, you know, like, okay, let's, really consider what you know and obviously two people are we do like a lipstick or like a little bit of beauty but people really want skincare and hair and practical products right now because they're not running to the drugstore the way they used to or like into sephora's clothes you know 
So, and again, the price point is just so attainable for anyone, even though we do obviously have a higher end demographic we and use high-end products, we really make it affordable for anyone. I mean, $29.95, eight full-size products. This month, the value is $260, over $260. They said they have a Sunday Riley product that's $122. And that's good jeans. It's one of their top sellers. It's a great exfoliating serum. And I mean, it's like one of the most beloved products, I feel like, in the beauty industry. And then you also have Commodity, which is this incredible fragrance brand that used to be in Sephora that actually shut down a few years ago and everybody was devastated. Mm -hmm. And in like the cult, like commodity following. And it, Euro Perfumes actually bought them recently and brought the brand back, which is like celebrations mostly by me. Like I was very excited. They had this fragrance <laughs> book that, like, and we got them in the, and I was like, for me, getting them, that was like obviously, you know, like I said, editor curated one of mine because I was like, this is the greatest fragrance i love this brand and to suddenly c-o-m-m-i-d-i-t-y commodity yeah. okay so it's called commodity commodity is the, the name of the line yeah okay. and so we have a 10 ml which is like a great value it's like a kind of a large i don't know large travel size if yeah. you will and so it's on your website people can yeah, find out more about it is on your website yeah 100 percent. so we have a good assortment for for this month and, and so it comes September. out i was just, just gonna ask you so it comes out every other month and yep. so when you subscribe can you do like a one-off and just get it for the month Absolutely. okay so cool. you can i think it might be slightly cheaper if you do the year which will be six too but you can just subscribe and then you can just cancel it as soon as you get it um, which is nice because we, we show you what you're getting. Right. So beautiful not, picture you know, on your website. <laughs> thank you. I wish I could take credit. I actually am waiting for it to arrive. I have like all the samples cause we obviously try not just this box, but all the other ones, like what we're considering. Right. Uh, so I have like these little samples or I have ones that like without the beautiful, like that I've really worn and used like the luminous right. lipsticks are incredible, but it's fun, you know? And I think part of a subscription box is to find things you even don't like. Right. Like, we've had products discovery. in the back in the past. Yeah. Yeah, where people are like, oh, I almost bought this moisturizer and so expensive. Like, I'm so glad I instead tried it through test tube to know that, like, I don't, you know, it was fine, but I wouldn't rebuy it, you know. So it's it's actually a good thing. And so we really try to make sure we're diversifying the types of products so that people really feel like they're, you know, even trying things that they never maybe would have purchased. Like, right. oh, do I really need a leave-in hair conditioner spray? I just condition and then suddenly you're trying it and the price point isn't crazy and this is an expensive product and you're like, oh wait, I can't live without this. So this is kind of the point of this box is really just to discover new products, find ones, like I said too, we're going to get, this one's going to sell out just because of the Sunday Riley product. That is such a big following. Like why would you not do this as a beauty expert yeah. a beauty influencer you get a lot of product i know that you are super into sustainability and you have some you know charity organizations that you like to donate things to and you did a big drive to donate product recently when you were getting rid of stuff that you had in your beauty closet talk to me a little bit about that and some of the things that you're doing Absolutely. So I started Share Your Beauty in 2014, which was the first beauty donation program. So brands, editors, PR agencies, magazines, individuals, doesn't matter, influencers, you can donate your products. They just have to be brand new. We can do sample size and obviously not expired within a year. And what we do is we collect them either at our drop-off, which is the little sports sack office in 
Times Square or the, prof, the nonprofit I work with called Family to Family in Westchester. And then we actually bag them up in past season La Sports Act bags and drop them off at different shelters. We've also worked with the trans community. We've worked with homeless shelters. We've kind of really diversified. I mean, we, we mostly say homeless and women's shelters because we have so many relationships, but we get reached out to by makeover type shows or low-income families, you know, and we are very generous in who we work with, which is one of the greatest parts about being connected to a nonprofit that they actually started more in hunger relief and coloring books and stuff more oriented with kids. Right. And so they have a ton of great relationships, but then as we've gotten really popular, we get these reach outs, you know, even, you know, frontline workers, you know, oh, we have this program or nursing homes we've gotten reached out to. And we're able to donate beauty products, which is fantastic. So that's really that great. Was, that's awesome. Yeah. And it's very sustainable because a lot of people don't know, but when like a product gets repackaged, a lot of times they burn them in the warehouse. They just destroy them. And now it's like, we don't really care that it's a diff- you're changing your packaging or you're discontinuing a great product because you're coming out with a new one. It's still a great product. We will take it. We will give it to somebody who's going to really appreciate and love it. So that's been very fun. Um, and then with COVID, obviously the offices have been closed, but I did two initiatives. The first, I partnered with Loop and Tie, which does corporate gifting, or they kind of have this really cute site where you can send gifts and really kind of interesting things. And they have like actually a great sustainability section as well. But they were like, let's, you know, if you want to donate your closet to like frontline workers or teachers and nurses, and why don't we take a hundred pieces, we can make little gifts and then they would handle mailing them out. So I did this huge sweep of the office and got bags of beauty products. And literally we did a whole social nominate a person and honestly, anyone who was nominated the first it was like 40 people we did. And it was a little over 100 products I donated so everybody would get something substantial. That's cool. And then after that, we did a beauty drive. I sold 50 products from my closet and used all the proceeds to go to a hunger relief program my friend was putting on for families in Queens. So yeah, I'm always looking for great opportunities to give back or do what you can, as I like to say. Because yeah. And we've obviously been donating money. And with the mass chains, we're doing 15%. We started with more... Right. And America. you are a small business, so that's not an easy thing to do. So that's really oh, awesome. Super hard. Yeah. It's super hard. But, you know, so many people are suffering right now. And if we don't take the time to educate ourselves, to make it a happier, better place, and if we don't do what we can for everybody, you know, even I was the other day, I was in the car with my fiance, and there was this great commercial about a hotline you can call to basically become a volunteer that calls different elderly and different nursing homes and just supposed to be 10 minutes of your time. And I was like, oh, we're doing this. I need to call them this week. But 10 minutes of your time to call somebody who's like really alone. And just talk to them. Just talk to them. It's like such a lovely thing. So I think there's always things we can do, whether it's donating money, putting on a sale. I mean, you're seeing all these stories about like kids making bracelets and they want to like, oh, and like selling like $100,000 they donated to this black cause because like as the proceeds from them making breaks, like it's amazing. So yeah. if kids can do it, everyone can do, all it. Of us yeah. can do something smaller. Even now I'm making little bags for all my FedEx, UPS and mail women, like making them little beauty bags to say thank you for you know, mailing packages. And listen, I know it's easy to just make vain comments or this person's doing more. So like never, yeah. but I always say like, never discount what you're doing. If it's making somebody happy. Yes. Are there bigger fish to fry? Even with me, I'm, I'm basically giving beauty products, but I've seen people who never care about beauty glow and light up when they get a bag. And I, I'm like 15 years in, in the beauty industry. I used to 
work for NARS. I remember giving people products just when I worked there or stuff that I didn't want. And every, the excitement. People love it. It's, it's exciting. Infectious. And that's why I started these charities because I'm like, listen, not only am I being more sustainable and giving people a place to get rid of their products because that's a problem as well. But then the person who's getting it is so excited, is so appreciative. They may, may not have like, you know, been able to afford it or gone out to do that. And suddenly they're like getting something nice from someone. And that's really special. So whether or not, listen, everybody's in a different circumstance right now. A lot of people have lost their jobs. Like we have hard times that if you can brighten someone's day, I just always say go for it. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. How's IGTV doing for you and all your IG live chats and conversations? Because I, I know that when we spoke back in March and we did our podcasting, well, by the way, I want to say thank you so much because you totally inspired me to like take this content that I was sitting on and thinking about and actually made me do it. So that was awesome. I have four episodes on Marnie on the Move that are like how to make your own podcast. And I, I kind of huge topic. It was actually a lot more fun to do it on your on IG Live. We can do it again. We can do it. I'll host your no listen and I get that. Like I've done enough TV where Sometimes and I have to do all different formats, like one where I'm just talking to the camera, which is my least favorite. My favorite is to actually do a more of an interview basis or talk because you're prompting each other and sometimes you forget something. And it's like a good host can really help navigate the conversation or jog your memory. If they know what you were going to say, you might forget, oh, here, what are the platforms you should use or a follow up question to an equipment when you're just doing it yourself and talking straight into a camera, but when you have that support of somebody being like, okay, wait, but how do I differentiate between this and this? Or what if right. I'm this? It just, you're such an expert in what you do. And that's how I felt about IG Live. I think IG Lives are becoming very played out. Mm -hmm. I think in the beginning of COVID, they were like amazing and people were seeing a lot more traction, but I saw a lot of people were not doing them well in that it's already like inherently flawed, right? Like IGTV is a little bit quote unquote better because you can write a caption like today we're talking how to you know do podcasts with Barney. They can see it in the comments so they know what they're going to click into. With IG Lives, a lot of the time, although I've seen that they're updating the header, but in previous weeks, it's really been you're just like, okay, I see my friend who is talking to somebody else, but I don't know what the subject is or who you see their right. handle, but you're like, what is going on? So for me and the success I saw with my IG Lives, it really came from the pre-promotion, right? Like putting up a schedule for the week and not just being like, I do live with Marnie. It's like how to start a podcast. Like, people who read that are like, oh, wait, I want to mark that into my calendar. I want to know how to do a podcast. So it was like, I don't know, how to build up your immune system with naturopathic doctor, Dr. Nadia. Like you had to really give things almost in like a TV slash blog post, right? right. Like a headline of like, what, what am I going to yeah. learn? Mm -hmm. So I care. And then making sure you can see the whole week so that people know the schedule and then promoting it on Instagram stories, but then also having a base like your Instagram post, like head here for the time, just to make sure. Cause in the past I used to get questions like, wait, what time is it? When is it? Cause the story passes after 24 hours. And then right before do a countdown, do a countdown to 24 hours until so people can actually sign up to, you know, get a reminder. So all those things really help promote the whole IG Live to be successful. And I've been on one since on other people's and like the traction isn't great because 
if you don't pre-promote it and I'm not the one initiating, so whoever's initiating should be pre suddenly, it, yeah. Yeah, there, you know, and we both should be, but sometimes like, you know, it's very spontaneous and that's fine. Right. It is what it is. But if you're trying to really make this a thing mm-hmm. or really stand out, it does help. Now that said, some people are very specific in their niche. They're just like, I'm talking about beauty every single time. You know me for this. We're going to talk about my weekly favorites and your guest consistently is also in the beauty space and going to talk about their favorite. You know what you're going to get. Right. So a consistent see, or even if you're like every Saturday, we're doing a meditation at 9 a.m., you know, you know, and this is from your favorite wellness person, you know what you're going into, which I right. think is really key to these IG lives. Now there's so many. It's like, I feel like I open Instagram. I'm always accidentally going into a live. Like, I totally do that every, <laughs> every day at noon. If you go on, I go on to like post content because that's allegedly yep. my time. That's a hot time. And I can't even, I can't, I, it's too much noise for me, honestly. When I see you, on IG Live, like I'm going to listen because I know whatever you're saying is going to be awesome. But I think there's just, I do follow a lot of people and I don't really know them personally. I don't totally connect with them. And then I see so many Instagram Lives happening at the same time and I'll accidentally click on one. And then you don't, you, you like jump into a room in the middle of a conversation and you don't really know what's happening. And exactly. So and it's a little like bit challenging. Go back and then people are asking questions that you already addressed. Like, and that's yeah. why you see an influx of people, right? People come on, but then they're like, I have no idea what's going on. I'm out of here. Yeah. You know, or so you have to keep people going and yes. that's a challenge. And then again, to your point, most people aren't going to even see that you're doing a live because 75 other people play more than that are doing a live that they follow at the exact same time. And there's only so much space at that top bar right. to get yourself you know, notice. So it's a combination of things. And that's why, again, pre all the mask chain insanity and amount of orders and, you know, product development, all the things I had to kind of focus on. I was like, you know what? I did the live thing for a few weeks. I learned a lot, but I also learned that I'm getting killer guests. Like these people are amazing. The things we're talking about, even the amount of people who are joining, like I had PR people be like, you've had more live guests than people with like four times you're following. Like I watch these lives. Nobody comes on. Right. And they're like 30 people. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. And at the end of them, I was like, Oh my God, look at all these people that tuned in. So I realized too, I didn't want something that just lived for, you know, a day in it, like, well, that hour and then maybe a day on stories. And then it also messed up my story views. Like it was not yeah. right. I was like, I don't mind doing a live, but I think I would also like to zoom face-to-face and then maybe put that up on YouTube or do the podcast or do something where these people's content can live on because literally the next day people would be like what was that supplement your your impression I was like you got to DM her like I don't even remember what you know unless I recorded it and you couldn't I I don't know if it's changed but I couldn't for some reason or like my Instagram's always messed up I was unable to save a two-way IG live I could only save it if I did it myself I think they're rolling out different things and listen as IG live, right. That's more popular. They are making adjustments and, you know, I think they're learning a lot of these things. Like, right. Like we all are as we go. The functionality will be better to save it, to put a headline, to put more information at the top. Like they're, they're improving the experience. But yeah, again, like I was like, this is great for like a casual conversation, but if this is somebody who is a really major person, whatever they're doing, I want it to live longer than just 24 hey, hours. Girl. Here's what's like, I'm excited yeah. about this week. You know, that's because it takes like a lot podcast. of energy and time to, Absolutely. it's not like you just roll in there and have like a random conversation. I mean, there's thought that goes into it. If you're putting that much time and energy into something, you want to save it and have it. My takeaway with all of this, and I haven't done any 
IG live talks and I have been watching everyone doing, you know, their Zoom digital classes and their IG live classes or their Facebook live. And I've just kind of been watching. That's kind of what I do is I watch and I see how things are rolling out. And then I kind of wait to see the shakeout and what will work for me and my brand. And then also how people are responding to the content on all these different digital platforms. And I 100% agree with you. Like I think if I feel like I try, I actually tried to do a Zoom recording of a podcast. I don't like any of the computer audio. So I'm just going to say that. (laughs) My perfectionist. I'm recording with you right now into my microphone, into a recorder, and your audio sounds great. I don't know if you're using a microphone, but you sound great. And on the uh, when you're talking into your computer, it's just totally different unless you have a microphone. And I basically found myself while on Zoom staring at myself talking the entire time, which, you know, I don't do a ton of video. So I kind of nixed that pretty quickly. I'm like, I'm not doing Zoom calls, but it's key learning. learning. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, everybody should be doing exactly what you just said. And that's what it is, is, and this is the same with like everyone trying to jump on my mask chain strap and my like everybody or when we were blogging it's like I want to do what you're doing I think this looks successful I like but you're not working with your strengths or what make your brand great I'm not right. saying everybody does this but you know part of it is to learn and to watch and that's what I was saying too about working with different black creators or creators in general it's like figuring out what actually just makes sense for your brand and how this is going to really work for you and anything that you're doing or anybody you're working with is going to benefit your brand so the fact that you're taking the time to say okay, I've watched now a hundred different lives. This one works for me. This kind of content does it. This I think could really help elevate my brand versus just being like, okay, for the sake of doing what this person's doing and it not feeling quite right for you. Right. And also you're not, you're going to get better at anything you do. So I wasn't always great at being on air or speaking in public, but it's like a muscle, you know, this, it's like working out. It's hard at first, or you realize, hey, you know what? I prefer to interview than just talk straight into the camera. I'm right. better at being the person interviewed. For, you know, you have to figure out what makes you feel good and right. And that's what's going to help right. other people really respond to you. Because, And then sometimes you have great content, but you're just not putting it on the right platform. Like, right. That's the other thing, too. Is people do great. That was the problem with my IG Lives. I was like, these people deserve a bigger platform than just this hour long thing because people are so interested in the content, like, and they're going to be interested in that content in a month from now, two months from now, they're going to want to know how to start a podcast. They're going to want to forward that to their best friend or sister or whoever is like, Oh, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. Oh, well read this blog post or listen to this podcast about how to do that. And they ask great questions and then, Hey, all of mine, I'm like, DM this person, ask them what they have a resource, whether or not they're doing that. And right. those audios can be kind of, transformed in different platforms and medias whether it's youtube whether it's a blog whether it's just on spotify you know you know this yeah so it's that's what i do want to do is youtube and i'm just trying to figure out the best way to do it that is a channel i want to start but i'm i'm just like sitting here thinking if i'm not going to record it's it's a lot of and you know this right it's a lot of work to create content and we have like this content funnel right so you start with an idea and then how do you distribute it across all the platforms and you know, what platforms work for you and where's your audience and what are you good at? And, you know, putting those things together, like you were just saying, the video, like you were talking about, like, you know, you prefer to be interviewed as opposed to being the person interviewing or speaking straight to the camera, right? So I just did this um, 
segment on New York One and I had to record it myself. There was no producer here. You know, the producer gave me direction over email, but it was hard because I was recording into my iPad and I didn't know where to look and I tried it like four different times. <laughs> it's not easy talking to yourself. <laughs> okay, but that also, nobody looks good. Okay, I don't say nobody because there's always an exception, but like in selfie mode, oh, that's the other thing. Listen, I love being on camera and on air, but every time I have to shoot my own video and do my own production and not use the highest quality camera and like a T, you know, it is painful to watch myself and you know so don't feel bad about those things and that's the other thing too some people are great and prefer to do their own production adjust their lighting and again I'm like I'm not that person I have equipment but I clearly do not know how to use it because when I'm on set with Macy's or you know sunglass powder like I look great like everything's right my angles are correct someone's shooting me correctly when I'm doing it, granted, I'm not also behind the camera or I could shoot myself. Like, that's the perk of a photo, right? You can right. take a thousand photos and you're like, this one is my angle. You're kind of like stationary. You can't always see yourself. If you do, it's in selfie mode. And somehow, I don't know, my note, like, I just optically look stranger. If you move too far away, it's kind of pixelated. You know, right. there's all these production things. And you're like, but I'm good at being the talent. I'm not good at being the, you know, whatever this is. Or I am good at that. I just am good. You at have to be one or the people. other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't be both at the same time. I mean, some people are, but for me, I find that I'm good at being behind camera for other people because I know how I like to be shot and looked, but I can't tell somebody how to do that for me without physically seeing it on the other end. Right. But again, everything right now is about listening and learning and then figuring out how you can adapt it to make it like worthwhile for you. Right. And also if something seems like it's great, but it's not working, why? And figure out what that is. Like for me, I try to put out content that people, you know, are relevant for the time and care about. Like I did a post today about going back to the hair salon and what yeah, that was know, good. What questions <laughs> you should do? You know, my content, and I find this is getting a little bit lost in the influencer world. I mean, a lot of influencers obviously are great and whatnot. You're not just an influencer. You're an influencer, but you're like your own media brand platform. Totally. I don't feel like you're just, I mean, not I'm, to take I'm, away from the word influencer, but I feel like you actually have a brand that is comprehensive. That's like content, product, influence, all of those things. Yeah. Well, like I said, I try to do like a different angle on most things because I'm not, I think a lot of people are used to being like, oh, this person did this. I want to do this. I'm like, oh, a lot of people are doing that. I want to now do this, you know, or, oh, I did that. And now it's too many people. I'm annoyed. I'm going to move over here. And so I'm trying to always innovate in whatever I'm doing and seeing and sharing. So with the salons, I know that's a hot topic. Yes. Is it a picture of me with my hair done? Absolutely. But I've got my before and after. I'm like, here's where I went. Here's what you need to know about glass. And like, I get a lot of articles or press releases sent to me. So I'm reading what everybody's doing. I'm calling like, and it's like, Hey, have a virtual consultation, do this, make sure, you know, there's certain things you can do. So you make sure they're hitting these standards, ask them if they're wearing masks and protective shield, if there's a plexiglass, ask them if people are going to take an appointment at the same time as you, you know, you put things into an article. So people will think and be safer. And that's my objective. A lot of influencers now they just want to be famous or get free things. And it becomes about them. The right. content isn't about for me, like everything I'm doing. I'm like, okay, what advice can I be giving back to my audience? Instead of it just being like, hello, I now have nice hair 
right. would have been cute and fun too. It's like, okay, I have nice hair, but here's what you need to do if you're going to go into the salon because I'm a psycho <laughs> with safety and we all need to be. But I also understand yes. if you want to get your hair done, nails done. You're, you know, we're, we're all missing the appointments. I'm, yeah. I'm right there with you. Uh, well, so my partner gonna is going to do my hair and she's been doing everyone's hair for the last four months and she's gotten it down. But I did she doesn't like to ask our um like our colorist advice because she feels guilty asking them when you know it's she their shouldn't. job every colorist is doing it every colorist is happy to do it they understand yeah that you know and listen you're like hey i don't nobody is gonna question somebody not feeling safe right now like yeah. we would love to even with me i wanted the first i was very i don't say i was princessy but i was not about to go to the salon unless i was like the first person in in the morning yeah. because i don't want bodies there Right. After we, like, I get it. Like they're doing all their sanitizer. I'm like, I needed to, I wanted a virtual consultation. So everything was like mixed and ready to go by the time I got there. You know, there was, we were like no nonsense about getting my hair done. And that's what it I like be. that idea about the virtual consultation. Yeah. When we, my, my hairstylist, my colorist who I love Renee Fries, he basically sent me some products in an email and told me to get them and how to do my hair. I mean, I'll go back Every to him eventually. Yeah. Has been like, making color kits like there's been a lot of creativity in the hair world and listen your colorist wants you to be safe and do and whatever successful. you feel yeah. right it's not like oh you're doing it at home i feel cheated on like we are in a national pandemic like <laughs> international pandemic uh so everybody is like trying to help you like listen i've had friends who've talked to their hairstylist about how to cut their husband's hair how to do their own hair i gave myself some very questionable diy haircuts during this I was you just did your own hair and Oh, I gave myself so many little trims. But again, I'm smart enough to know you don't cut off what you can't lose. Like you're not happy to lose. So I was more of the, and I have curly hair when I, right. when I don't straight yeah. it. You have great hair, and it's, by the You know, way. it's yeah. enough. Like you just mess with it. Like for, for me, it was getting very long. I was just trying to cut my split ends. I wasn't trying to like give myself a, a new style. <laughs> like a worthy or cut bangs or yeah. I'm, not, I'm, not a, I'm not a hero over here. So anything in my hair. And again, I just cut off a little bit. I wasn't cutting enough that you have to fix it. And suddenly you have totally different hair from before. Right. So, and again, I told my hairstylist, I was like, listen, here's what we could do. Balayage. I'm like, listen, whatever you do, I don't care if you make it all black, you give me some highlights or whatnot. I need it to be that the roots, and I don't have a ton of gray, but the ones I do stick out like a sore, like sore thumb. Like even the before photo, there's like probably five grays, but they're like, I mean, I have some underneath my hair too, but they're like so prominent and so white and they stick. I'm like, this is, I mean, I was plucking them out for the most part, but oh my God. I'm like, you need to dye <laughs> this top hair so that I don't have to see you for three months. Like, I don't want to go back in. Right, you're like. Hair. Like, listen, if things get better, sure, but I don't want to be in the desperate maybe even six months. Like I'm hoping that with the good haircut that I got and this good color that will grow out because it's more of a balayage than like, you know, when I was blonde and that right. was like a nightmare. I had to live at the salon. So, you know, and that's what I told him. I was like, I want something with longevity. Like it'd be great to have the option to come in two months, three months, whatever, but I don't want to feel obligated to yeah. that if things get bad. So those are the conversations I've just sort of put in that blog post. But again, that's my friends is just like, you want to have content? I'm like, What's happening right now? Like, what do people, what are my audience asking me? Hey, Laura, if you ask, like, a hundred people are asking me about pedicures and, like, foot products, I'm like, oh, I need to do a blog post about this. You know, people are asking for, you know, and I have such a great network of experts and people. Like, I want to be able to give people good information. I want to be a resource and I want to share things that make people think and be safe and also care about the world. And those are more of my priorities. So I've shifted 
based on what's happening in the world versus and consistency is generally key but sometimes i just see these like really glamorous people and i'm like nobody wants to wear a ball gown and heels every day like right. well, you're special doing, occasion yeah <laughs> I mean, you're doing an awesome awesome job oh, and i love you. i love like going to your website and reading your articles that you're writing on your blog oh, and listening to like following you on Instagram and reading your posts because they're like mini blogs and well, I don't know about you too but like I find too that like Instagram is such a like love-hate relationship people always talk about that and like I want people who follow me to feel good when they read a post like yeah, I've heard you don't like, want to shame yeah shame or whatnot like and also I think right now too a lot of people are trying to figure out what to do next or how to start a business and be more creative and I'm like I want to be a resource for that in my post I want to inspire people to look at what they can do to give back, help their friends out, help their community out. I want to help people start their businesses. I want them to do be safe about, even when we first met and I did your podcast, you know, I was like, I came from a very small point of view, small brand point of view of starting a business and where you want to save money. I remember Lucy, she was amazing. She yeah. had such investment when she started hers. So you could make these crazy decisions. But when you're small, like we actually had very opposite experiences on certain things, which was great because, yes, if you have tons of investment, you should go crazy on the tissue paper and the this and the gifty and the, you know, but when you're small, you have to make certain considerations for yourself right. to be successful. And especially if you're self-investing in yourself, right. you have to really look at what matters because you make decisions. You're like, this is very important. And then you like, realize it's not that important. Right. <laughs> like, like, like there's certain to... risks you can take and certain risks you can't, they're calculated, right? Calculated. Absolutely. And, and now that's, I think, yeah. And, and like now, you know, Lucy is still doing Hinted, but she's also the editor in chief of The Beat, which is a blog, which is an online magazine that is all around vegan, vegetarian food and life. Amazing. So she pivoted as well a little bit. But you know what? You should always, and that's why I always tell people to build your community and build your following. Like when you have great people in your community and right now too, you should do what makes you happy. Like, right. you know, and Lucy was obviously editor cheap himself. Like she obviously cared about wellness slash, you know, taking care of yourself, working out. So it makes perfect sense if she would go, I didn't know if she was a vegan or vegetarian, but like. She's not, I don't know if she is, but yeah. But regardless, like that might be an area that she is more interested in healthy eating. You know, you can pivot now more than ever. And the internet gives us the ability to become an expert in anything, right? Like yep. you can research things to such an extent that like our parents didn't have that. Right. You know, you can DM a person who would never return your email or call, but suddenly they look at your profile and they're like, I talk to people all the time. Some yeah. people I'm like, all right, you look a little creepy. But I mean, artists, I mean, and they're like, what do you think about my work? I love like. I'm like, sure, like, I'll give you, and they're like, oh my God, thank you for responding. I'm like, of course, I don't think I'm following, but I'm not like crazy. And sometimes I miss the DMs, and it is what it is. Like, you get a thousand DMs sometimes, and sometimes you get like 10. It just depends on how on top of my inbox, and it's not well organized. You are so busy. You're, you know, creating content, you're editing content, you're doing the new beauty, beauty box, you've got your chains. I'm suddenly very busy from when we last talked. <laughs> I know that you are into fitness and wellness. That is a given. Yeah. So what are some of the things that you do for yourself that keep you fit and healthy so that you have the energy and the drive to do all the other things that you do? So first and foremost, I think it's diet, especially for weight type things and making your body work well and health for me, like my supplements, my 
making sure I'm eating salads and getting protein and I'm vegetarian, but I will eat seafood, especially like tons of beans in my diet. I'm doing more salmon. Like I just want my body at all times to feel good. I kind of stay away from junk food. There are many candy phase during, which was kind of bizarre for me during COVID, but, or during quarantine, but like, you know, and you have to let yourself like have indulgences if you need them. Like there's so much going on in the world and so much difficulty, like let yourself have those splurges, but overall, and I wouldn't say I'm like psycho crazy. Like I know my body needs a lot of carbs. Like I'm a carbaholic, even more so than sugar, even though there's sugar and carbs. I know that I have to stay away from soda. I probably have a soda every six months, if that, but I do try to stay away from desserts and different things that I just know are not going to fuel my body or make me feel good or digest well, or have, you know, a lot of artificial colorings and whatnot. Like I just try to stay away from it because I do, I want my body to work as well as possible. I want it to be strong. And then you have to exercise. Like just, I think for me, for my mental health, I'm, you know, when we got stuck in Hawaii, which is wonderful, we were swimming every day and walking and trying to do projects and just be out. We're biking. And then we went to New Hampshire and we're in the woods. (laughs) So we were hiking constantly. Like I like to be outside in nature when I work out versus, I mean, I used to do a lot of classes, but now the world has really changed. And sometimes I'm into online classes and sometimes I'm just not. And I love the lives, but I got so busy that now it's really city biking in the evening. I have a mm-hmm. dog, so I'm constantly walking. Charlie. Him. So walking, Charlie. A Pomeranian um, who has his Charlie. own, what's his Instagram handle? It's Pom Pom Charlie. He is so cute. Charlie. It was funny. We walked in the park yesterday and some guy was like, that looks like a 200K follower dog. And I was like, more like 2000. But yes, he's on his way. That's so funny. It was really the funniest compliment I think I've ever gotten. Charlie, who, by the way, was a rescue. I got at 10 years old and was like emaciated and had no hair. And now is like mega handsome. So I feel very proud when people think he's, you know, the squeegee dog we got. And he's so cute. He's so cute. <laughs> and he looked like a little drowned rat when we got him. And now he's like, he's like, I don't know, like really transformed. That's the point of the story. And, yeah. You know, he's from caterpillar to the butterfly is, is basically the say. But yeah, no, you have to keep moving. And I even bought, my fiance made so much fun of me. We don't have room for a Peloton bike right now. Hopefully one day when we get our house and we'll have our New York apartment, we can have those types of nice things. But I got one of these like little bike things off Amazon. I was like, just move your knees. It fits like under your desk. So while you're sitting, you can like move your legs. But it's important to keep moving. And, you know, we do, we have, we're a walk up, not a big one, but stairs, just like making sure I'm used to like running up and down the subway running to an event, you know, walking all day, every day, and to suddenly not have your body move in the same ways, you have to find ways to do it. So that's pretty much been my journey. But biking has been great. City biking has been for me, just the most wonderful thing because you can go from biking to walking. Yeah, I'm so glad they didn't shut that down. Oh, 100%. That would have been my nightmare. Uh, (laughs) And I love to be outside, you know, in the beginning of COVID, it was so cold out. So we were hiking in jackets, you know, and Thank God Hawaii was warm and we got to swim. But like you have to just find what you can do based on, you know, each client like New Hampshire, New York, Kauai all had different types of quote unquote workouts. Um, But you've got to find the one that works for you. And some people are blessed to have houses and home gyms. And, you know, I used to go to the gym and watch TV. I'd watch like a show at night and work out and bike for an hour. You know, you do things based on a lifestyle or that's Mm -hmm. my type of working out when I'm super busy is to make it fit organically into whatever I'm doing. I did get unfortunately injured. So I can't run the way I used to. Yeah. One bad workout class. I was going to say, have you been doing any digital classes at all? I 
love Kristen McGee. I love some of the Emma Lovewell. I love a lot of the Peloton girls that I know that do different yoga. and I, I just love them. So I will do some of them. Marnie, ooh, what's Marnie's last name? It's something similar to yours. I'm obsessed with her. She, she's actually like, it's more energy work. She has a mix of workouts, but I love her classes. You know, it's so funny. You just like, I just look at the first word, a person's name and she'll post the schedule and I'll just put it into my calendar and then tune in. Um, yeah. So there's like definitely select people, but my friend was taking this like ballet class. I was like, send me the one for the ballet class, you know? Yeah. Oh, Jane Doe. I love that for more intensity. Actually, even if you just go to their YouTube, they have these seven minute workouts. Yeah. James and I do those a lot because seven minutes you can, and it's got like a timer. It's like, do this for 30 seconds. And you just feel like you can do it because it's counting down. Like they do it very well. So you sometimes just have to start. And sometimes if you're like, oh, this is an hour, an hour and a half, you're not like, oh, I don't want to do this or oh, right. I have to do this. But as soon as it's like seven minutes, <laughs> 20 minutes, you're like, I'm in. Yeah. Also, it's the initial the 19- like transition from working and sitting around to like getting into the workout. I mean, after we do this call, I have to do my strength workout, which is my least favorite kind of exercise. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you're such a rock star. I try. (laughs) No, but some people really need it. Like I definitely need it for my mental state, but I don't always need it from a physical, like I'm like, oh, I'm too tired. Like some people are like, no, I have to like, and I wish I had that extra, I have like the 50% drive. Not enough that if I'm just feeling lazy, I can't be like, eh, I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. Eh, Today's my, but since we have to indulge in rest, I do believe in sleep. I do. I think that's one of the best things you can do for your body is to rest and to sleep during the months when I wasn't so crazy with new beauty and so crazy with uh, the straps. I really took that as like a blessing of a time to spend with my dog, my fiance to rest to, you know, and I slept so much to watch TV, to do all these things that like, honestly, for the last five years, I've been so busy. I haven't been able to do. So no matter what your circumstance is, it's like, let your body do what it needs to do to gear up for whatever's next. Yeah, I totally agree. This has been so awesome. I really have loved talking to you. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. This is Laura. Thank you for having me. You can, if anyone has any follow-up questions, follow me at Pretty Connected or DM me and I'm happy to chat. And thank you, Marnie, for having me again. Awesome. Thanks again for tuning in to Marnie on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social at Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram and Marnie Salop on Twitter. Head over to our website, MarnieOnTheMove.com for more info on this episode, links in the show notes, And of course, sign up for our quarterly newsletter, The Download, to get updates, deals, giveaways, and information on future events for 2019. I want to hear from you. Email me, marnieonthemove1 at gmail.com. And let me know what you're enjoying, what you want to hear more of. If you have questions for our guests, just reach out. 